0: Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Historic Radio City, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is open now. Give Jeff a call at 855-616-1620. And now,
1: WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. Good afternoon, Wisconsin. Welcome to the show. Yeah, last night I was up watching the Georgia results, and the way it looks now is the unthinkable. has pretty much happened. A a state which is normally solidly Republican has now elected two senators who are Democrats, and and not just senators who are Democrats, senators who are far out uh, Democrats. I mean, we're talking about the extreme left wing of the Democratic Party. They were elected, I think, mostly because of disgust that people in Georgia had with Donald Trump. And this is the legacy of the Trump years. It's been the Republicans have lost control of Congress, now both houses of Congress. Oh, by the way, in the one o'clock hour of the program, we're going to talk about the Kenosha decision. We're also monitoring what is going on right now with the Electoral College vote count. We'll discuss that as well. But I, I want to start off with, where the Republican Party is after last night. Now, look, if you're a regular listener to this program, it's no secret that back in 2015 and 2016, Donald Trump was not my first choice to be the presidential candidate of the Republican Party. Matter of fact, how many people were running? Like 16, 18? He was probably number 20 on my list. I found Mr. Trump to be off-putting in style I thought he had a lack of character that I thought was appalling. I thought he had a management style that was awful. And candidly, I wasn't sure he was a great human being. Now, having said that, we have had a number of presidents who haven't been great human beings. Lyndon Johnson, not a great human being. Richard Nixon, not a great human being. Bill Clinton, I don't think he was a particularly good person either. But, but all of them went on to become presidents, and we can have an argument as to you know, how successful they were. So when when Donald Trump became the Republican nominee and won, I, I was optimistic. Now, I think giving credit where credit is due, President Trump accomplished a number of things during his four years, despite all these different flaws, the character flaws, the management style flaws, the chaos that surrounded him. I, I think he accomplished a lot. And I firmly believe and have said this before That he would have been reelected were it not for COVID-19. And in the pandemic, I don't even know, in fairness, whether or not the his his response, even if he had taken it more seriously, even if he had been more empathetic, I don't know that that would have done anything because that the the virus is just so very very prevalent and it spreads so easily. I, I don't know if he would have done anything. We would have really been in a different situation than we are now. But but he clearly showed a lack of empathy that cost him cost him the election. As we talked about yesterday, since the election, I think the president's behavior has been. Nothing short of disgraceful. The refusal to accept the fact that he lost. And I'm not talking about filing the different lawsuits. Yeah, if you want to challenge it, you do. But losing at every turn and then becoming obsessed with this idea that the election was stolen, etc. Then what you had is the President of the United States. His guys are in the room, they negotiate the stimulus deal, and then he decides to torpedo it. That hurt Republicans very, very badly. And then on top of that, you've got the phone call last weekend that becomes public where it sounds like the President of the United States is acting like Vito Corleone. I mean, if you want to look at why the Senate is going to be Democrat, that is the legacy of Donald Trump. And that is just the reality. Now, I don't think that's necessarily, in the long run, if you look at the big picture, I don't think that's necessarily the worst thing in the world, and I'll explain that in just a moment. But today, in anticipation of this electoral vote count, there is a a rally being held in Washington, D.C. The president was speaking at it, and before that, his son, Donald Jr., was speaking. All right, here is a part of the clip from Donald Jr. addressing this Make America Great Again rally in in Washington, D.C.
2: But the fact that you are all here on this rather cold January day tells me all I need to know. And it should be a message to all the Republicans who have not been willing to actually fight. The people who did nothing to stop this deal. This gathering should send a message to them. This isn't their Republican Party anymore. This is Donald Trump's Republican Party. This is the Republican Party that will fight for the American worker. So to those Republicans, many of which Maybe voting on things in the coming hours. You have an opportunity today. You can be a hero, or you can be a zero. And the choice is yours, but we are all watching.
1: This is not the Republican Party. This is Donald Trump's Republican Party. Our number, 855-616-1620, that is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. All right, what do you think about that? Let me tee this up. I would say to Mr. Trump Jr., no. Moving forward, you are history. This was Donald Trump's Republican Party. It was. But President Trump has lost And moving forward, it is not and should not be the party of Donald Trump. It should be the party that it was before Trump came onto the scene. And I will give credit where credit is due and for accomplishments. But the idea that Donald Trump will continue to hijack the Republican Party for the next four years or eight years I don't think so. 855-616-1620, that's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Trump leaves office in two weeks. After that, will this be, moving forward, the party of Donald Trump, or is it time for Republicans to kind of take back the party from Donald Trump? 855-616-1620, that's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We discuss. Jeff
0: Wagner on WTMJ. 855-616-1620.
1: 855-616-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. All right. After the debacle in Georgia last night where Republicans lose two seats, in large part, in my opinion, because of the behavior of President Trump um, since the election. Since the election, his refusal to accept stuff, his is chasing weird conspiracy theories, his conscious effort to torpedo Republicans when it comes to the stimulus deal, and then his phone call, which at best is inappropriate and unbecoming, at worst, maybe a criminal act, and and today... The kid, Donald Trump Jr., standing up and saying, "We we've got to go to the mat. We're watching any Republican who doesn't vote to try to prevent the transfer of power, and we're going to be coming for you because this isn't the Republican Party. We are now the Donald Trump Republican Party." I don't buy that. What do you think, James in Glendale? James, you're first.
3: Yes, hey Jeff, Jeff. I, I think as usual with with uh, Trump family figures, there's a, a middle way to interpret their comments. So. Specifically with regard to Donald Trump Jr.'s statements, I think that the electioneering—you know—I agree with you. Uh, the electioneering arguments are, are meaningless, and while there, you know, well there is a lane for something like voter ID, I think Trump did do damage with his uh, with his antics before this special election in Georgia, these runoff elections. However, I think that Trump will have a lasting impact on the Republican Party in a, in a number of actually positive ways. You know, the the old Republican Party of Punishing fiscal conservatism and really social conservatism, religious conservatism, that is over. That is a relic of the past, but I think that has a lot to do with Donald Trump's win in the uh, 2015
1: primary. Okay, so that, that's 2015. Moving forward, do you think Donald Trump continues to be a player two years from now, four years from now?
3: No, I, I don't think he personally is going to be a candidate for president in 2024. I think that his sons, uh, I think that Donald Trump Jr. specifically, shows an inclination to run for office, so he'll probably be a candidate for office, I hope, on, on a local or state level first. But I think his influence still will permeate the party on the two main issues that characterized his, uh, you know, his run for office, Trade and immigration. The, the, the Republican Party is a populist party now. It's no longer interested in fiscal or religious conservatism, or at least uh, many influential members of the Republican Party are no longer of that mind.
1: Well, th- th- thanks for calling. I guess the, the question is going to be, what what does the future of the Republican Party look like? Is it going to be held hostage by the, the, the Trump type of, of folks and the the okay we're going to close the borders and the, the immigration rhetoric which candidly I don't think moving forward is going to be a helpful sort of thing but but this idea that it's the Donald Trump Republican Party and you got to drink the kool-aid and if you're not willing to essentially stage which in my opinion would be a coup we're going to try to stop the peaceful transition of power we're going to say to heck with what the electo- election results are going to be that that to me is kind of scary and if you want to look at the legacy of Donald Trump since 2016, in 2016, Republicans controlled both houses of Congress. They now control presumably neither house of Congress, and President Trump is lost. All right, now, what, what What does that tell you about what the legacy has been? And I guess moving forward, this idea that, you know, you're going to have to toe the line to the the president who has lost That idea, it's the party of Donald Trump or else, to me, that should be scary. And by the way, I I don't buy it. And I'll get into my theory of why actually there might be a silver lining into what happened last night. Let's talk to Harvey and Cudahy. Harvey, you're on WTMJ. Hello,
4: Jeff. How are
1: you? I am well, thank you, sir. What do you think?
4: I think ultimately the Republican Party of the future will not be the party of Donald Trump. Before the short term, Republicans have a major problem. Donald Trump still is the best Republican vote-getter on the national level. He has such a high political floor. If Donald Trump forms what I would call the Trumpeter Party, a party around Donald Trump and people who feel what he does, he will sink the Republican nominee in 2024. Mm-hmm. In the short term, he is major, major, major difficulty for the Republican Party. In the short he decides term. decides to go that
1: route. And and, you know, I tell you the truth, given the way he has behaved over the course of the last couple months, there's nothing to suggest that he won't try to go that route, you know, that he'll still be in the bunker, you know, uh, again, doing kind of the cane mutiny Captain Quigg thing with the marbles in his hand, wondering about, you know, complaining about how how he lost because voting machines were rigged and a million votes for Joe Biden, um, a million votes for him were transferred over to Joe to Joe Biden. I, you're right. He could very well take that path. So.
4: Because in 2024, Donald Trump will be the same age that Biden is right now. So he won't feel he's too old to run. That man will never quit.
1: Well, thank, thanks. For the call. I, I think there, there is certainly an element to that. Uh, Jeff, I voted for Trump, but I really didn't have any other choice. I look forward to a Republican Party that is more conservative, more socially aware, um, unless Trump. But, and, and less Trump. Jeff, we gave Trump one of the golden tickets, and he's going to fight like you know what to own the chocolate factory. Um, Jeff, even taking in some of the good things he's done, Trump is starting to sound like Hitler in the bunker during the last year. He has the scorched earth policy and blames the Republican Party for not supporting him. I think he went to Georgia to scuttle Republican candidates. Well, he if if that was not his intent... That was the effect of what he ended up doing by, by instead of, see, after the election, all right, the the campaign should have been in Georgia that, in my opinion, would have been a winning one was, look, you know, we need to have split authority. You know, you need to have a Republican controlled Senate to to stop. Stop the crazy left from doing stuff that will destroy the economy, the Green New Deal, single payer medicine, all that type of stuff. That's what the message was supposed to be. But Trump single handedly side, hijacked that message by the election was stolen, this is all fraud, going after the Republican Attorney General, going after the uh, the Republican Secretary of State, going after the Republican Governor, implying to people, well, okay, stay home because your votes aren't going to count because it's all fixed. I mean, instead of being on message and what the message should have been, Trump hijacked it, and he hijacked it in his selfish rage and his inability to accept that he is, in the case of the election, the thing that he hates, and that is that he is a loser. And I'm sorry if some of you don't like to hear that, but that's the reality. It's been this Wreck-It Ralph approach over the course of the last couple months, which is now coming home to roost. And I guess it's just frustrating to me that you know we're in this particular stage Trump could have gone out with a degree of grace, a degree of class. He could have, I mean, done things. And and candidly, if he had taken a different approach and been less Trumpian, the Republicans, I think, would have won those two Senate seats yesterday easily. Instead, didn't happen. Let's talk to Bill in Sheboygan. Bill, you're on WTMJ.
4: Yeah, just a couple
5: quick thoughts. Um, You know, I'm an independent. I voted for Reagan. I voted for the first bush I voted for Clinton I didn't in this last election I wrote in John Kasich Hillary and Trump two toxic choices I mean come on realistically but anyway Trumpism is going to be around for a while
4: uh, he's got a cult following these people who are listening to him this morning the same old regurgitated stuff and and they sit there and, and cheer it you got to be careful what you wish for.
5: And uh, the Republican Party is in a world of hurt. I don't think in my I'm 60 years old. I don't think in my lifetime you're ever going to see another Republican president.
1: Well, I, I see. I think I, I actually disagree with you and, and I'll explain why in just a couple minutes. But but it's only if people are willing to recognize that Donald Trump is part of the past, he's not part of the future. Here's a text, Jeff. Trump will be the face of the Republican Party. Um, We are done with the aw shucks guys like Bush. You don't take the country back by being nice. He will hold rallies four times a year and keep the base. Okay, well, here's my question. What good is holding rallies four times a year and keeping the base if the base doesn't get you elected? If, If the base doesn't help you win if the base costs you both houses of congress and costs you the white house okay you know what 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 good is that yeah he'll hold rallies because it will continue to stoke his ego but for the republicans If they're smart, they've got to move on. And when you hear people like Donald Trump Jr. saying, it's not the Republican party anymore. It's our party. It is the Donald Trump Republican party. That, that does play into the things. Do they think they have a cult? It it kind of is. All right. It's whatever we, the Trump family says is occurring. All right. When we come back, I'll tell you why things might not be as bad as you think. Stick around. This is Jeff Wagner. Back for more,
0: here's WTMJ's Jeff Wagner.
1: What got me started on this was Donald Trump Jr. speaking to this Make America Great rally that's going out, people who aren 't willing to accept the election results and saying this isn 't the Republican Party, this is the donald Trump Republican party, and unless you do everything we say we 're coming to get you and my response is nope i, I think it it 's time. It's time to say to Donald Trump and to Donald Trump Jr., you've had your day in the sun, that's fine, but you guys are not the, the future of this. And as you might expect, I generated a lot of text. Let me share a couple with you, and then I want to transition into why I think last night might not have been as bad. Big picture, as some people might think, for conservatives. Jeff, I was not a fan of Trump in the first election. I did vote for him. He was the lesser of two evils. I thought he did many good things, despite being under the gun constantly by the Democrats trying to make him look bad. I agree with that. I voted for him again this time. However, I'm embarrassed I did. He is not leaving a good legacy. I'm actually happy Georgia elected Democrats. Hopefully things will get better. They cannot get much Worse, Jeff, the party that gets to the middle ground will be the party of choice for a long time. unfortunate that Trump and his family were unable to figure this out. their inability to bend their approach, change their game plan cost them the election. Jeff, no way Trump steps away graciously ever. He's making too much money fundraising and will never walk away from that cash cow. Jeff, it's not about winning. It's always been about Trump's ego. He needs the constant worship. Jeff, this is an opportunity for a GOP reset. Abandon the demagogue worship. Adopt a sensible and prud- prudent policies with a better ground game that appeals to a more diverse voting block. Actually, remember that because we're going to come back to that in, in just a little bit. But I, I couldn't agree, um, more. Jeff, it's time to move on from Trump and any of those Trump retread names. Let's see some young, right-leading moderates. Time to stop eating our young. Well, I, I think that, uh, there is an element of that that's there as well. Now let me, let me find the one that really kind of got my attention here. Um, the, the, the whole idea. Let's see, Jeff, the Republican party will move away from Trump or the Republican party is going to go the way of the Whig party. Yep. uh, There is an element of that. That's there. Um, Jeff may heaven deliver us from dangerous, divisive, delusional thinking all due to Trump and some of the cult like tribe. Um, All right here. Let me just, I want to find the one where they pointed out. Let's see. Um, Jeff, you're Jeff. You're a moron. Now, let me, let me just say this: this is a little bit of like like advice. It, it, it's fine if you want to, you know, send a text and you want to call somebody a, a moron. Jeff, you're a moron. But my advice would be, if you're going to say you're a moron, you should understand that you're a moron. Your is Y O U apostrophe R E. Jeff, you're a moron, not you are a moron I, i'm just i'm just saying that if you're going to do that you know you you got to understand that maybe you should at least not make some of those grammatical errors that are there anyhow the guy calls me a moron and goes on to say that donald trump has been the greatest thing for the conservative movement and the republican party because they generated so many more votes even though there's not enough votes to um, win elections, and and don't you understand this is this is the future, and what we need to do is we need to rally around Donald Trump. To which I say, uh, no, I, I don't think your y o u apostrophe r e. I don't think you're correct in that assessment. Now let me explain why I think what happened yesterday might not be bad news for conservatives and hear me out on this I believe that this country is essentially still a center right country you can argue that maybe we, we moved. and now we're, we're completely a center country in that the fact that you've got people on the far right, you've got people on the far left, but the majority of people are, are in the center. And and you can say, okay, is it center right? Is it center left or or is it center? But but most people aren't on the fringes. One of the reasons why the Democrats did not do better in the general election in November was the fact that there, there were too many of them that were out on the fringe. You know, the defund the police, the, the, the stuff like that 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 might be where Hollywood is, it might be where New York City is, it might be where San Francisco is, but it's not where the, the country is. And at the same time, the country's not at the far right either, That at least not the majority of the country. So here here is the deal. If Republicans had retained control of the U.S. Senate, there would have been a, a check and balance. See, I think Joe Biden is basically an old-school center-left politician. He's not a screaming lefty like a Bernie Sanders or an Elizabeth Warren. He's essentially a center-left politician who I I think believes in change, probably liberal change, but, but doing it in incremental fashion. If the Senate had continued to be Republican, he would have had to work with Republicans in order to get stuff through. He couldn't have just counted on keeping all the Democrats in line and then the vice president, Kamala, Kamala Harris, you know, votes for the thing. He, he would have had to build coalitions. The fact that now you have the Democrats with 50 senators, assuming that's what happens, and it, it will be, um, gives gives the left this, this unfettered access. And by that, I mean that there's going to be incredible pressure on Joe Biden to to move to the left. I have in my hands. I mean, some of the statements that are coming out um from legislative Democrats already. Their their agendas. Not not just $2,000 relief checks. The Equality Act, the Dream Act, the Voting Rights Act, state and local funding, climate action. That that's like the Green New Deal. This is going to be just the dream for the far left and they're going to be aggressively pushing this. And I have been around long enough to tell you, I, I've seen this on the right. I've seen it on the left where, you know, one party takes power. And then what happens is people on the on the the edge, the far edge of one of the parties, they're able to push their agenda through. And what happens is the rest of the country isn't there. And typically there's blowback. You know, there there was a blowback after 1994 when you had, you know, the Newt Gingrich contract with America. All right. It, it ended up. Soon, somewhere down the line, it ended up costing Republicans control of the House of Representatives. You saw this with Barack Obama when you had the Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act. Yeah, they got that passed, and then it ended up being a debacle for Democrats. If, if you're around long enough, you see these things that move in both directions. So, again, I think what's going to happen here, Joe Biden is now going to be under incredible incredible pressure to try to move to the left to try to make that part of the democratic party happy because they've been upset for a long time and i think he's going to have to go along with some of it and when he does it's going to push him to the left it's going to hurt him i think with the general public i think it's going to hurt his approval ratings and i'm, I'm willing to go on the record right now mark the tape on this I think 2022 is going to be a big year for Republicans, if if the Republican Party doesn't get hung up in this this fighting between okay we we've got to stay with the, the Donald Trump contingent versus the okay it's time to move on contingent. But assuming that you can get past that that civil war. Assuming you can get past that, I think 2022 is going to be a huge year for Republicans, because mark my words, I think what's going to happen over the course of the next two years is you're going to see examples of all sorts of overreach, and it will cost it will cost Democrats seats in the House of Representatives. I would not be surprised to see Republicans take control of the House of Representatives again in 2022. They're within like 11 votes now, or something like that. I, I think maybe even fewer than that. Um, the Senate, I, I'm not sure about because they still have more more Republican senators are up for election than Democrats. I think in two years. But the bottom line of this is, I, I think, I think Joe Biden now has a mess on his hands. And so for everybody who's out there saying okay this this is this is the greatest thing in the world if you're a democrat that now you don't have you know the we don't have split rule you know be careful what you're wish for and my advice to republican candidates who have a vision or people who are thinking about getting involved in politics on the republican side my advice would be now is the time to start preparing cuz again i think 2 years from now it's going to be it's going to be a republican year just like you know, this year it was kind of a wash, but, you know, you did have the Democrats that took control of the presidency. Look, I, I understand that's kind of counterintuitive. How, how could it be good that they lost the House or that they lost the Senate? It's good that they lost the Senate because now Joe Biden, like I say, has a mess on his hands. And if he's unable to rein in, rein in the, the, the hardcore liberals that he's got to deal with in both the House and the Senate it's going to have the potential to, from at least an electoral perspective, torpedo his presidency. Now, maybe Biden can keep it all under control, but it's not going to be as easy a task as he thinks. Now the Republicans they 've got their own civil war issues as well, but I think um, I, I think if you look at the big picture and the long game, what happened last night might not be the worst thing. This is Jeff Wagner. Here's a text, Jeff. I respectfully disagree. The Democrats are not a unified monolith. Um, there are enough moderates left to alter the wildest progressive schemes. Look what happened when the Republicans held both houses in the presidency in 2016. They couldn't deal with health care. They couldn't come up with an infrastructure program. It was just nonstop squabbling. Well, that's that's the I, I guess that's the hope that's out there that especially after what happened in the 2020 election with Democrats losing seats, um, seats that that they picked up in 2016, that they lost in 2018. Again, a lot of these suburban seats that are kind of swing districts, and the the reaction was you had people that won in 2016, but then moved too far to the left, and then the Republicans came in and they picked up some of those seats. So the idea is... And especially given how close the margins are, maybe there won't be enough support, uh, for example, among the Democrats to to do the Green New Deal, because members there still there still are embattled members, of the House of Representatives, recognize hey, if we vote for this Green New Deal, that's pretty much guaranteeing that we're not going to get elected two years from now. So th- there is that that possibility, I guess, that, that's out there, but. It's less of a possibility now. And I do go back to what I said before. I think Joe Biden, um, he, he's going to have he's going to have a lot of he's got a problem on his hands because he is going to be pushed and pushed and pushed to move farther and farther to the left by the loudest voices in the Democratic Party and you know how his ability to stand up to them, I think, is going to determine a lot about ultimately the success of his his administration, but to show you that there is all this kind of infighting, and let let's bring it home. There's a story out in the, in the State Journal. Uh, Robin Voss is the Speaker of the Assembly. Now, in fairness, I have known Robin Voss um, since the mid '90s. I knew I knew Robin first when he was a, a legislative aide to Bonnie Ladwig, out of who was a representative out of Racine, and now he's the Speaker of the uh, the Assembly. <laughs> story. If if you think that. Trying to keep people in line is easy. Being the, the speaker and trying to wrangle in your your independently elected members is kind of like herding cats. Now, nobody would accuse Ronald. Don, uh, nobody would accuse Robin Voice of not being a conservative. You can, you can accuse him of all sorts of other stuff, but nobody can accuse him of not being a conservative. The story, a conservative Republican lawmaker alleges Robin Voss retaliated against him and other conservative representatives for seeking a leadership change. Now, this is Scott Allen of Walker Show. He's a nice guy. He, he, uh, he and some of his fellow members tried to get uh, Voss ousted as assembly speaker, and now, He says, well, we're we're losing some of our committee positions. Well, okay, my advice would be, if you're going to go after the king, you better kill him because otherwise you're in the dungeon. And so, but, but it just shows that here, and the, the thinking is here, oh, Voss isn't conservative enough for some of us. Um, you know, if if we don't get more conservative, we're guaranteed that we're not going to win elections in Wisconsin. Well, Republicans have been doing a pretty good darn good job of winning elections, at least on the state level in Wisconsin for a long time. And also um, also on on the by state level, I mean, individual districts, assembly and state Senate. And I think statewide. Statewide, the fact that you've had some setbacks in the last election or so is less about the message perhaps and more about some of the people who are carrying the message. In any event, we live in interesting times, which brings us to what we're going to talk about next, what happened in Kenosha yesterday. Stick around. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios
0: at Historic Radio City, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. And now,
1: WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. I swear my head is about to explode. It, it is lucky that my producer is behind this, this this glass door. But Eric Bilstadt, you are in the studio, and you have to brave this. All right, now, as we've been talking about right now, uh, there, this is typically, on, on today's day, This is typically a pro forma situation where the the votes of the various electors for the Electoral College are presented to the House of Representatives and the Senate in a joint session. They are adopted. And then you you move on from there. There are a relative handful of Republicans in the Senate and the House who have decided that they believe that the results should not be certified. They have objected. And so now you you have the, the two separate houses that have split off and they will be debating this for Hours. Who knows exactly how many? Meanwhile, in Washington, D.C., there has been a rally going on from people who refuse to accept the results of the election. They have descended on Washington. The president spoke to them earlier. I played a clip, Donald Trump Jr. saying it's not the Republican Party anymore. It's the Donald Trump Republican Party. And if you don't do what we want, we're coming after you. All right. So now what is going on as I look at the steps of the state capitol is Eric Bilstadt.
6: It uh, looks like they're trying to storm the building. Uh, they have locked down the U.S. Capitol. The um, Trump supporters are now all uh, covering the steps. They're up and down on some of the platforms there that lead into the U.S. Capitol. And this is happening as Congress is debating. In fact, we've been told, too, that some Congress people are sheltering in place in their offices, the ones that aren't on the on the floor right now, because of
1: this. Because of the lockdown that's underway, actually, the you know what these pictures remind me of? It reminds me of the Madison demonstrations for Act Ten. You know mm-hmm. where you had you had all these people that that descended into Madison mm-hmm. and people climbed up. It it is very very similar to that. Although there don't seem to be as many people I, now there There's you know there's people lining the, the stairs and they're on the um, you know veranda and stuff and they're waving flags. It, it, I mean we're we're talking. Thou- a couple thousand. Yep. We're, we're not talking hundreds of thousands of people, though.
6: And I don't it, think. No, I agree. I mean, st- yes, a large mass of people uh, either way. But yeah, yes, yeah. in this case. So, but what found, you know, in the last 10 minutes or so, that's when this thing really ramped up. All of a sudden, you saw them running up the stairs to get into the Capitol building. And I guess one of the questions would be, what are you trying to do? I mean, the congressional hearings that are taking right, place right now are to discuss the thing that you're trying to stop, and they're debating whether or not they're going to you know, allow these electoral votes. So for them to go in and disrupt that seems to be counterproductive anyway, because you're disrupting the one hearing that's taking place that could potentially, although very unlikely, would stop Joe Biden from becoming president. Yeah,
1: I mean, again, it's... It it's sort of again. I I go back to ten years ago, remembering all the stuff that was going on in Act Ten, and I could sat sat in the same chair, and behind the same microphone, and it was like, what what is the purpose of of all this? And you're you're right. I think in, in the beginning there was this thinking that okay, are, are people going to try to force their way into the Capitol, which by the way happened in the state Capitol ten years ago, and and we all denounced it as being childish and petulant, and now I it's, it appears that there's more people coming, but again, there's lots of folks, but. But it's not a million people. It's, no, no, no. It, but the, the visuals are something else. So the Capitol is now on lockdown.
6: And meanwhile, inside. It says
1: Constitution does not give the option They're still just
6: President. debating. Just <laughs> so even though there are some in their office sheltering in place, there's others who are now, still debating the merits of he whether or not to throw out the Arizona electoral votes. Okay,
1: so I got a text here. This, <laughs> this, it, 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 it's always interesting to me where, where people's heads are at with this stuff. Okay, so the, the text was I'm watching this. And a lot of people aren't wearing masks. Oh (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's like it's kind of like okay, well, big picture here, Mm -hmm. and then yeah, yes, yes, there, there, many of them are not in fact wearing masks. But you do, uh, you, you kind of wonder what the point of all this is, other than. I say that, I guess, about a lot of the protests. What's, what's kind of the point of this?
6: Well, and you wonder what's going to happen. So say the president-elect becomes president on January 20th. What What's going to happen on that day? If you have this many people here today, will we see a, a, a different type of clash on on the inauguration day? I mean, that's not – it's only, what, a couple of weeks away. Yeah, Mike
1: – well, yeah, it's two weeks from tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Is that – uh, Mike – my guess is that, at least as far as a public demonstration in Washington, D.C., this is probably like the, the, the gasp. This is the. I think so. Yeah, be okay. my, my death route. But it's, you know, we'll continue to keep you posted. At least initially, the concerns were people were going to try to force their way into the building. I don't think that's the case now. It's just people standing there waving flags yep. and yelling and chanting. Photo op. Oh, uh, it, and it's, it is an impressive. It, there's no question about it. It is an impressive photo op. Um, we've always said that democracy is messy. I think this might be as messy as democracy. You know, Eric, you were you were working here for Bush Gore. You were here in, in oh 20, sure yeah. two thousand. Mm-hmm. I mean that. Mm-hmm. I, I what I thought was so interesting about about Bush Gore twenty twenty is despite how heated it was, and despite the fact that you you really did have significant legal issues. I mean, for for people who might not remember, I mean, Bush Gore, whoever won Florida won. The election. there was that, a couple that, of hundred that, votes, right? And it was it was a few hundred votes, and these were contested votes. And Florida had these antiquated voting systems, hanging where, chads, right? Where you, you'd have a punch card, and you you'd punch the thing out, yep. and a hanging chad was be what if, if you didn't push the whole thing through? And then the question was, you had people who like pushed the punch thing, and there was an impression, but they hadn't you know dislodged <laughs> it, and <laughs> yes. and so you had these images oh, of people man. like holding this up, trying to figure out what was the intent of the voters, and you know it was a complete, just a complete. And total Total cluster. Uh, mm-hmm. it, 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 that's, that what, that's what it was. But, uh, you know, and you and had passions that were really high because uh, a, a swing of 500 votes determines who the next president of the United States is. But but even after that went through the court system, you didn't have any of that. This, I mean, you know, you, you had... Al Gore conceded and well and that's you know, just it does that play a
6: big role in that that Gore did end up conceding for the second time right then he conceded twice
1: technically well he on then the election night he made a call and right. then people said hey wait there's some stuff going on and then you but yeah after so he officially rules, conceded yeah. where as today you know the president was out speaking to this
6: group of people outside the White House and outside the Capitol urging them to find a way to stop this from happening
1: they're, they're, you know you, you have just motivated me. There is a, there's a piece in today's Wall Street Journal that I'm going to send out on Twitter in just a moment. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at Jeff Wagner 620. And it, it talks about Richard Nixon. And this is, this is a history lesson that's before your time and, and before I, I was around, but I don't remember it. <laughs> okay. Okay. In 1960, Richard Nixon was the sitting vice president under Dwight Eisenhower. He ran for president against John F. Kennedy. You know, we talk a lot about fraud and stuff. That race, to the extent there was a presidential race that may realistically have been stolen, that, that was the race. Um, there were, this was Mayor Daley in Chicago, and it was the whole Chicago thing, and, you know, historians have determined that there were all sorts of shenanigans that, that went on with the Chicago machine that, And and also funny stuff went on in Pennsylvania. And historians have looked at this and they've really kind of come to the conclusion that Nixon might actually have won that race, might actually have won the race. Okay, so Nixon, he's he's the vice president. He's doing what uh, Mike Pence is doing now. But it's him. You know, he and. Nixon was under incredible pressure from a lot of Republicans to, to fight the results. You know, go, let just go to the wall, let's sue, let's do all that sort of stuff because he, he may very well have been legitimately mm-hmm. ripped off by some of the shenanigans. And Nixon said, it's not good for the country. I'm not going to do this. And apparently on on today, he gave this very eloquent speech, you know, wishing Jack Kennedy the, the best and talking about how important it was to come together as a country. And a lot of people say, whatever Nixon's fault's were it was one of the classiest acts they saw done by a by a politician,
6: and, uh, and we should mention if you missed it earlier today, Mike Pence did go up there and say that he had no power to overturn or throw out electoral votes. He said he would not do anything like that as VP.
1: Yeah, interesting. Um, I will, and by the way, I'll, I'll take. I, I I guess I had never known that story about Nixon. I mean, I knew all about the the irregularities around the the elections and in the nineteen sixty and stuff. But um, for whatever I think about Richard Nixon, apparently. On this day in nineteen sixty, um, very, very classy act saying, "Look, it's just not for the good for the country to continue this fight." Okay, back with more in just a minute. When we come back, of course, we'll keep you updated on what's going on here in Washington, and um, we're going to talk about Kenosha, including want to recycle something that a very prominent politician said oh about three months ago. Stick around.
3: This is Jeff Wagner on WTMJ.
1: If you follow me on Twitter, and again, it's at Wagner 620 just sent out a tweet. What, what's going on in Wisconsin, what's going on today in um, Washington has a very familiar look to it, namely the fact that What's, what's happening today is very, very similar to what happened over a three-week period back in 2011 when Governor Walker introduced Act 10. Remember, this was the state act that would essentially take away a lot of powers from from unions, and Madison was really under siege for a series of, of days. You had people that stormed into the Capitol building and essentially took it over. Remember, you had the Democratic senators who left the state and fled to uh, Illinois in an effort to try to prevent uh, the the vote from being taken on it. In many respects, it is very similar to some of the pictures of what is going on now. Just to kind of review the bidding, uh, what's happened is... There, of course, today was the day that you had the legislators, the, the House and the Senate were going to come together for the idea of ratifying the Electoral College vote. As we have been discussing at great length over the course of the last couple of weeks, there were a number of legislators who were going to object to the ratification. Now, this is an exercise in futility. It's not like it hasn't been done before. You had a handful of Democrats who did it in 2000, 2004, and tried to do it in 2016. But this, I think, was the most widespread thing. We had numbers, of you had like 100 members of the House and 11 members of the U.S. Senate who were going to file these various ob- objections And the the only real effect this has is to prolong what is going to be the inevitable. But in any event, what happened is a lot of supporters of the president um, decided to to rally in Washington, D.C. You have people coming from all over the country who were rallying in Washington, D.C. about this and You had a big, today, you had Donald Trump Jr. We played a clip from some of his remarks. You had the president that was talking to them. And then what happened is the group decided to march on the Capitol. Okay, that's fine. And then the group got up on both the east and west steps. And it's really, it's stunning. I don't know. I mean, we're not talking about hundreds of thousands of people, but you're you're talking about thousands of people. And they were kind of on the veranda, on the porches there. And then apparently a number of them, kind of got into to the building, just like what happened in Madison, where you had the protesters who got into the building and then just set up camp there. So right now, apparently Congress is, of course, not in session. You've got members that are being taken back to their you know offices and things like that. And the Capitol Police is calling for backup to help figure out if they're going to cl- how they're going to clear out the building and things like that. So we're watching this scene unfold. And again, it is it is very, very reminiscent of Wisconsin 10 years ago. And my reaction to what is going on in Washington today is very, very similar to what my reaction was to what went on in Madison almost a decade ago. I'm going to share that with you, and we're going to discuss this in just a couple minutes. Let me take a quick break first. Though. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Uh, Yeah, this this is a it it is a a mess. We're going to bring you the latest from ABC News in just a couple of minutes. Senator Ron Johnson just put out a tweet asking people if they are in or around the Capitol to respect law enforcement and peacefully disperse. There are some reports suggesting that uh, some of the protesters are actually in the House chamber. There's you know, no question that, uh, they are in the, the house of rep, into the buildings it- itself. And, um, at this point in time, it- it's just, I, I think chaos. Is an overstatement. I think if you want to, um, if you wanted to see chaos again, you you remember back to the Act Ten protests, and there there was a lot of chaos that was going on. But clearly, it is a developing situation, and it's something which is completely and totally unprecedented. Um, the, the actually getting into the Capitol building itself. All right, we're going to bring you the latest in just a couple minutes, and then we come back. I do want to give you your chance to wade in on this. I have a very strong opinion on it. I I'm, to I'm tell you this. I I didn't think anything. I didn't think much of this when the left did it in 2011 in Madison. And I have to tell you, I don't think much of this today. All right, we're going to discuss all that in just a couple minutes. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. Live from
0: the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Historic Radio City, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. And now, WDMJ's Jeff Wagner.
1: Good afternoon, Wisconsin. Welcome back to the show. What, what is kind of appalling to me is the reaction I'm getting from some people on on Twitter who say, well, how dare you liken this to, to Act 10? This is this is much worse. Those, those protesters did nothing like this. Well, for people who say that, you, you just don't remember the takeover, or you weren't around or you weren't paying attention to what happened back in 2011. Having said that, though, this is disgraceful. I mean, it's just disgraceful. And what is frustrating to me is that many of the people who have now stormed into the Capitol and have caused these disruptions, these are what I would describe as the self-proclaimed law and order crowd. These are people who don't support anarchy. These are people who have been denouncing some of the conduct of many of the people who've been engaging in other protests for social justice issues or things of the like. And now... Because people do not like the outcome of an election that they have not been able to overturn, you have th- this, this disrupt- disruption. Okay, again, it, it's one thing to go, it's one thing to stage a, a protest, but to storm into the Capitol building, to try to take over the, the chambers, um, uh, to stop proceedings from going on, to me, just like I have condemned it in other contexts over the course of the last decade and several times recently by saying, okay, what is the point of all this? I look at what's going on in the Capitol and I say, what is the point of all this? And and seriously, has it really come to this? One of the hallmarks of this country is the fact that we have peaceful transitions of power. And I gotta believe that the world is looking at these pictures And these yo-yos who have decided to storm into the Capitol building to stop the inevitable from occurring and the world's got to be shaking its head going what is going on in the United States for the longest time we we are the shining example that that city on a hill that President Reagan used to talk about you look at what's going on now and again at least at this point in time you don't have people setting off bombs thankfully or anything like that but you you have this occupation From these protesters, I think it is appalling. I think it is disgraceful. And candidly, I think President Trump, his tweet right now should be along the lines of what Ron Johnson issued a tweet saying, "Okay, I appreciate I thank you. I understand that you're my supporters. It is time to disperse. Go home. That is the appropriate response. 855-616-1620. That is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. When I was preparing for the show today, I knew this was going to be an historic day. I, I did. I did not realize it would be historic in this particular fashion. I think the president should be calling on the protesters, like I say, to disperse and go home. I think this is disgraceful. I think it is appalling. What do you think? 855 That's the Acunet Mortgage talk and text line. Um, let's see. Uh, well, some of the social protesters started it, um, robbing and fire, uh, fire bombing. So um, now, you know, the, the media says that, you know, you can't do this. Uh, OK, look, you, you can't have it both ways. That, that's just the bottom line. If you want to condemn, if you think protests were out of hand for social justice issues, that's fine. But then you can't support this silliness. And the situational ethics just absolutely drives me crazy. Um, Jeff, I think the world will respect us for doing what's right. The world will respect us for doing what's right. Does anybody seriously hear about this or look at these pictures and say, the world is looking at the United States. You have a president who lost an election and you have people who are storming the Capitol in an effort to try to prevent the peaceful transition of power. Does anybody seriously think the world will respect us for doing what's right? 855-616-1620. That's the Accident Mortgage talk and text line. (laughs) The world will respect us. No, I'm sorry. The world is looking at this going, what the heck, or whatever words you want to use, what the heck is going on in the United States? 855-799-855-616-1620. That's the Academic Mortgage Talk and Text Line. While well, Gru is lining up the calls, Jeff, the big difference between this protest and others in the past is that the president incited it this morning. Trump wanted this to happen. Jeff. Putin is loving this. Jeff, why stop them? Democrats have done this for the last four years. Time for our turn. I, I don't even know what to say to, to stuff like that. This idea that here, we're, we're, we're going to take over, and, and yeah, we, we don't like the way we've been treated for four years, so here, we're going to storm in and occupy the Capitol. My, my, to what point? At What end? What does this accomplish? Jeff, I think this is ridiculous and embarrassing, and I voted for Trump. Jeff, I appreciate your perspective on this. Beyond his wink-wink, nudge-nudge, weak tweet, has anyone contacted our Senator Ron Johnson to ask when, what he's doing to stem the tide and quell this? No, actually, Ron Johnson has put out a, a has put out a tweet and a press release saying that he, he thinks people should respect law enforcement and disperse. I mean, that that's it. Jeff, as a Republican and a gun owner, I'm embarrassed by this cult. Russia, Iran, and China are thrilled by these idiots. Embarrassing, I want... Um, uh, embarrassing. Um, let's see. Jeff, this is the result of the GOP humoring Trump since the election. Um, Jeff... We have officially turned into a banana republic. We no longer have the right to tell other countries how they should be. I fear we have lost all credibility um well, there is an element of that. Jeff. I lived in Mexico for six year, six years. I guarantee you you are exactly right. The world will be laughing at this situation and will lower their opinion of this country um yes, yes um. Jeff, while this is dumb, it certainly doesn't stoop to the level of burning down buildings. Well, okay, I'm I'm not equating all this stuff. And no, people aren't burning down buildings. But you've got protesters that are in that are wandering around on the floor of the United States Senate. Really? 855 Let's start with Vincent on the northwest side. Vincent, good afternoon.
7: Good afternoon, Jeff. Uh, You know, uh, for the last four years, I've called the station, and I've, 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 I've definitely touted that uh, this man, Donald Trump, is a dangerous man. And today he's proven how dangerous he is. And if you think he's going to sit back and do the right thing and ask these individuals to stand down, uh, uh, it, it, it's just not going to happen. He's power hungry sees about to, he, 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 and he sounds like a man who's who, who's afraid to lose his power mm-hmm. and scared lose his power. We've got Russia uh, uh, basically hacking into our government uh, uh, institutions. Nothing's being done. We've got we got uh, uh, Iran on the borders talking about starting a war, uh, it, 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 and nothing's being done. Our enemies are being are, are being bolstered by this this chaos we're having in America. Yep. And if the Republican Party wants to follow this man into hell, then the Republican Party needs need, uh, the Republican Party needs needs to needs to figure out what they want to, what they want to be. Are they about the Constitution? Are they about the about the democracy in this country? About law and order? Or are they just going to follow this man into hell?
1: I'm you know Vincent. I'm I'm looking at some of the pictures now. There are about a dozen to two dozen protest, whatever you want to call them, who, who busted into the floor of the United States Senate. Okay, the the United States Senate. There's there's a couple idiots in in ski hats who are taking selfies of themselves. You know, behind the behind the desk. There, it's it, it is it is mind boggling to me that that. People would do something like this in the first place. And again, to your point, you know, these are people who would pronounce who who at least presumably would talk about law and order. And, you know, we've got to follow the rules and denounce other people. And now they're standing on the floor of the damn U.S. Senate. You know, uh, the the senators are evacuated. This is the United States Senate. Have people no respect at all? And again, I and I, I understand. We've said that about other protests over the course of the last you know, year or so. Well, all right, just because other people did it, just because you had stuff going on in Seattle doesn't mean you should have stuff going on in Washington, D.C. now.
7: No, because, but the fact is this is about our democracy. Yes. This is about our democracy in action. This, this is something that, 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 that has been done since, 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 uh, since we've become, a, become a, a, a democratic republic. The fact is, is that if we continue to let this man destroy this country, then then, then we're, we're not going to be the better for
1: it. Um, thanks for the call. I, I, I think, I mean, I was, and some of you were critical of me, I started this program out by talking about how I, I, I think at some point in time, apparently, uh, apparently there are there are members, for example, of the trump family who don't think that there's a Republican party anymore. It's a donald Trump Republican party. Well, if this is what the donald Trump Republican Party looks like, I'm here to tell you you can have it now I don't buy into that i I, I don't buy into that, but I'm not going to sit here on the radio and having spent a year criticizing out of control um protests in the name of social justice and some got that way and criticizing 10 years ago the the act 10 protests that occupied madison i'm not going to look at what's going on now and say okay this is all all right because you get to throw this giant temper tantrum because your guy lost the election and yeah sorry but the news is he lost the election and in cedarburg and you're in wtmj
7: yes jeff i listened to you quite a bit and i just have to tell you this You're saying that it's the people. Just an hour ago, it said that the Donald Trump called the rally and actually said to the people, I'll march with you. So actually, it's Donald Trump that organized this aggravation. And you think of the younger people, the younger generation watching this today. What example is this sick individual that was supposed to lead our country acting like a fool? Well, am we're, I correct or am I not?
1: Well, it, th- thanks, Nicole. To the extent that the president is implicitly, explicitly encouraging this behavior, it, it is embarrassing. It is disgraceful. And, and look, and I, I don't, I don't care. Oh, you know, people aren't doing what they did in Madison. They're not defecating in the hallways and they're not destroying stuff. I mean, I don't know that one way or the other. I, I do know this idea of storming in. I'm looking at these pictures again of people on the floor of the United States Senate. That's wrong. It is inappropriate. And to the extent that you do not have A firm statement by the president of the United States saying to his followers, all right, enough is enough. I appreciate your sentiments. I understand that you're upset by this. I understand that we all think that the election has been stolen. But this is not the way we go about trying to affect change in this country. And see, that's the bigger point here. It really is the bigger point. This isn't about Donald Trump or Joe Biden, or Nancy Pelosi, or Ron Johnson, or Mitch McConnell, or Chuck Schumer. It's not about them. This is about the country. This is about future generations. This is about the next election, and the election after that, and the election after that. This is about the United States role as the leader of the free world. And I gotta tell you, nothing that I am seeing here today Um, speaks well for this country. And to the extent this is supporters of President Trump, they they need to knock it off, and they need to knock it off right away. I I will also say this, um, and couple of texters are making this point. I, I don't know what the end game here is. And that's why the president needs to come out and say, leave the Capitol. Get out of these buildings. Because one of the things we saw 10 years ago, and I understand some of you don't like me using that parallel, but I, I think it's very – I think there are parallels. One of the things that happens is if you don't clear out these buildings, if you let this go on, what happens is more and more people come, and it makes it more difficult for this to happen. And that's the last damn thing that we need. So, you know, I think this starts with the president like about an hour ago coming out and saying, leave the building, get out of the building, stop doing this, because you can't allow you can't allow people to be wandering around the floor of the United States Senate and hanging out in the Capitol, period. And it starts, I think, in this case with the president, who should be calling on his followers to get out of the building, move the protest. If you want to keep protesting, that's fine, but move it somewhere else. Back to Take Your Calls. Here's WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. Here's a text. Jeff, seven minutes ago, the president tweeted, I'm asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. Okay, my point was, he's not calling on people to leave the building. He's not calling on people to stand down, which in my opinion is, is what he should be saying. And if we are the party of law and order, breaking into the Capitol, storming onto the floor of the U.S. Senate, stopping proceedings from being able to occur, that doesn't sound like law and order to me. 855-616-1620, Don in Milwaukee. Don, you're on WTMJ. Hi, Jeff. Hi.
8: I think uh, Donald Trump got exactly what he wanted. He was out there riling up that crowd for, for over an hour, and this is exactly what he wants. And if you or anyone thinks that he's going to come out of the White House and ask his followers to leave the Capitol and behave peacefully, you haven't watched him in the last four years.
1: Should he do that, though? Would that be the responsible thing to do?
8: Well, obviously. Yeah, okay. But okay. Trump is an egomaniac, and all he cares is about himself. And I, I wouldn't even be surprised if he... Wouldn't like maybe a couple of people to be killed there, and he can, yeah. he's fighting for for his uh, election.
1: What, well, I, I, don't, I don't want to go that far, but what 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 is the end game here? I mean, see, that's what I don't see. What 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 is the end game? It, it's so do these people hang out for a half hour, an hour, two hours. I mean, where where does this get anyone? See, that's what I just don't understand about this.
8: It doesn't get them anywhere, but they're just following Trump because again, he can't believe he lost. So there must have been fraud and he's just passing that along and these people buy it and that's why they're out there and i'm also going to blame ron johnson because he was part of this whole move to basically overthrow a legal government and i think he should be held accountable for this too
1: thanks for the call i appreciate i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off there um 855-616-1620 jeff i don't think you are even close to being a republican anymore Okay, well, let me say this. If being a Republican means that you you have to endorse a a fringe movement that's going to refuse to accept the lawful results of an election and, and sit by and endorse... What what I will will talk about as in my opinion complete and total you know anarchy if that's what it takes to be a Republican, you can have it now I see I reject that premise I don't think that's what makes you a Republican at all and I, I don't think anybody that stands and talks about law and order for example could endorse the stuff that's going on right now at the Capitol. All right, uh, let's see, Jeff. Um, this is embarrassment. I was a Trump supporter and he did some good things. It's time to leave now. It's embarrassing. I don't think that there's any end game in sight. Jeff, President Trump asked for this at his rally. Why would you expect him to ask for them to stop? This is making him smile. By the way, you're no moron. Okay, that's nice. Let's talk to Chris in Milwaukee. Chris, you're on WTMJ. Hey,
9: Jeff. I'm just, uh, sorry to turn my radio down. We're just curious about, um, you know, I've, I've listened to you for a while, and and uh, I heard you say during a lot of Trump's presidency that, you know, you, you don't like the things he says, but you do like, like certain policies of his, and that's uh-huh. what matter. And now you're really calling for specific words from him, and so I'm just curious about whether or not you still think that his words don't matter.
1: Well, I'm not sure I understand your question. I've n- I never said that words don't matter. I said I liked some of the policies that he had come up with. As a matter of fact, I think he did. I think a-, a lot of the things that he did over the last four years were good, even though I've always been put off by his. Character and his management style, and his language, and his tweets, and all those things. So I'm not sure I really understand the the question. Do I think? Yeah. Do I think I just, what's going on think now that his is character irresponsible? And his
9: language style have have made have kind of created the situation.
1: Well, I, it certainly hasn't helped. I mean, thanks. God. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what created this situation. I, I do. I, I think that it's it's kind of scary to see that this cult has developed, and 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 one of the things that's that I think's caught. The attention about this is mean, you, you had other forms of protests that have been endorsed and supported when they come on the on the left. A, a lot of times, though, the same people that are out there now storming into the Capitol. I think my guess is they, they've probably been the ones that are denouncing a lot of that other behavior. And now they're engaging in it. And my point is, you can't have it both ways.
0: This is Jeff Wagner on WGMJ. 855 616
1: 1620. Jeff, the end game, I think his end game and his supporters' end game is to delay the counting of the electoral votes. As ludicrous as that sounds, he is desperate and so are his supporters. And so I believe in his mind and his supporters' minds, they are delaying things. End of story. It is embarrassing and scary to see this happening in our country. The president is undoing any good that he has done in the past. Jeff, today is the end of the Republican Party taken down by Trump and his allies. Well, I'm not saying that, but it it might be the end of the Donald Trump Republican Party. Let's see. Uh, Jeff, I'm a 61-year-old lifetime Republican. I voted for Trump twice. This, however, turns my stomach. I don't see how people can act like this just because they don't like the results of the election. Those guys storming the Capitol at, at all are no better than the Antifa thugs that we all despised so much. Um, well, I, you, you can't condemn one form of protest and then endorse, you know, this. Um, let's see, uh, Jeff, um, using force to protest your perception of justice. Um, did the unrest in summer set the stage for all today's events? Is this any different? Well, I, I, again, there's peaceful protest and then there's, storming public buildings. And then there's the reason why you are doing things as well. And again, I just... Think back, for those of you who were listening to me 10 years ago, for those of you who were listening to me 10 years ago, and our phone lines were constantly jammed by people complaining about all the despicable behavior that was going on by the protesters in Madison and occupying the state capitol and things like that. All right, explain to me in any realistic, practical terms how this is is different, and the answer is it's not. Tom in Watertown. Tom, you're on WTMJ.
7: Hi, Jeff. Hey, I, my, I think my, his end game is going to be that he's going to declare martial law. And he's going to end up. Uh, that'll negate the uh, election. And he's going to end up. This is one way that he thinks he can stay in power. He's actually going to declare martial law. That's what I believe.
1: Well, um, you know, well, I, I just. It, it, I, I'm getting some reports. Some people are texting me saying that Nancy Pelosi is requesting that the the National Guard be called out, and of course, President Trump, I think, is the one that has to do that. I, I what what the president should say, Tom, is is not just well, you know, don't don't you know confront law enforcement people. He should say, go home, disperse please 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 leave the capital and allow government to continue operating. Anything short of that is is just quite honestly not enough I, I hope I hope you're not right I mean that that's going to go nowhere but if, if you want to guarantee that you you kill your legacy, declaring martial law would be it
7: say so if, if, and then the other thing is will the generals listen to them because uh, they also, because there's only two weeks left in this, uh, before he's out of office, right. will the generals listen to him? Because they also have to go by a constitution. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they may
9: not listen to him.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right now. Well, I you. they're not going to listen to him. We're, we're not we are not going to allow this country is not going to be taken over. We are not going to allow a coup. We are not a banana republic. Um Jeff, here's a text. And again, we it's always interesting to me to do this show. And, and one of the things I've been fascinated with over the years is the diversity of opinion. Um Here's a text, Jeff. This just proves how popular the president is. He is very strong. Jeff, this just proves how popular he is. He is very strong. Okay, I, you're popular because you have a, a relative handful. Now, I mean, you know, in, in the overall scheme of things, I there's several thousand people there that, that, that come and storm into the capital because they can't stand the the idea that you might be removed. Okay, that th- that is not strong. That is not popular. That that really is how third world dictators maintain their their authority by here we're we're going to stage these different rallies and and we're going to try to intimidate everybody else and if we don't get our way, we're going to take things over. That that's not popularity. That's that's third world strong arm tactics. eight five five six one six one six twenty. Uh Joe in Sussex. Joe, you're on WTMJ. Hello.
9: Hi. Uh, I just want to give my opinion, you know, left or right. I love that this is happening because we live in a free society. You could not do this in Russia or China. You keep comparing us to a third world country in a third world country. You could not do this. Sure, it puts a black eye on us, but it shows that we live in a free society. These people want to go up and protest. That's quite a right, left or right. We are free society to do this. And I don't think and he and Putin are going to be sleeping too good, because they sure not would not want this to happen in their country.
1: Oh, I couldn't disagree with you more. Well, it, I couldn't disagree with you more, Joe. Uh, you know, Putin Putin is laughing at this, going, hey, this is the United States that talks about a democracy and the exchange of power. And here you have Trump who lost the election. And you have these people who are trying to stop him from being removed from office. Putin these would love stuff like venting.
9: this. These people are just venting. It's going to put a black eye out. Putin and, and, and one who's been overseas with the military quite a bit. People love us that we do protest. They cannot do this in Nicaragua, in Venezuela, in other third world countries. We
1: are allowed by our constitution to do this, but we're not allowed the by the law to do have... this. We're not allowed by the law. What they're doing? I'm looking at pictures now. There's people sitting in the. the, the they're they're standing um, in the the capital in the that, Senate. That, that
9: we're, is we're... my se- second opinion. How the people in the chambers there, how do you know who these people are? And and the what do you mean? all in the basket. You can't identify it. It could be any anarchist that's going in there that's really doing the damage. Sure, the people outside are protesting, but the ones that are really doing the damage. And to say to people, we, we know who these people are. Anybody can say, take a flag and, and uh, put on a sign that says we're Trump.
1: Okay, sure. I'm sorry. Wait a second. So, so your 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 theory is that these might be some Antifa people posing as Trump supporters.
9: You know, the CIA. You know, when I was overseas, we did so much stuff to overthrow countries. You could have anybody in these protests to cause us trouble. All I'm saying is, don't worry. This will pass. It just puts a black eye on us. We're not overthrowing the country. They're just venting. And the government allows us to vent, and tomorrow we'll be moving on.
1: Thanks for the, the, the call. I'm, I'm sorry, every once in a while, I get to these points where I just don't know. I, it's not often. I've been doing this all, full or part time for 25 years. It's not often that I get rendered speechless by, by callers, but the, you don't know who these are, and it could be the CIA or somebody like that planting people to go in. I don't, I swear, I don't know what to say to that. I, I just, I, I just, I, I don't. Um No, this is, these are people that are are there for this protest and who have just gotten carried away and decided that they're going to storm in and do this. And it, it's, I... I I don't think it's the CIA, and I don't think it's Antifa. No, I, I think this is the Make America Great crowd that's decided this is what we're going to do next. And it's true that you had the President of the United States that was encouraging them to do that. Here's a text. Jeff, get off the air. You're not a Republican anymore. Go play with Sykes. <laughs> you know, if I guess it's this thing, and I understand there's some people out there, if – if if this is what it means to be a Republican or a conservative, that you, you don't want to agree with the results of lawful elections and you want to engage in these type of temper tantrums, what well, again, see I don't accept that. I, I don't think the people that are doing this are are Republicans. That's the idea. My definition of Republican is just much different, I guess. Back with more in just a minute.
3: Welcome back to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ.
1: Producing the show today. I'm I'm going home in a few minutes. My wife is traveling. Going to open a beer. Maybe stop, get some Chinese food along the way and sit, pet my dog and just just watch some mindless TV because the world has gone crazy. Here's a couple of texts. And, And again, these come in back to back. This is what I love. Jeff, 620, that's us, has gone downhill. If this was Black Lives Matter, no one on this station or the media would talk down about what's going on. To which I would say, have you been listening to my program for the last year with all these different riots that the, the protests that got out of control? I mean, yeah, 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 like, like I'm afraid to take on the Black Lives Matter movement when the protests get out of control. I don't think so. But by the same token, you, you can't have it both ways. And when you have, again, this stuff that's going on today, you, you have to, Recognize that you you you, you you've got to just you can't endorse bad behavior. Period. Jeff, God bless you. You're on the right path. Thanks for bringing decency to the radio airwaves. That's being um, that's being pre dramatic, um, patriotic, pretty dramatic and patriotic. Thank you. That's Richard. Thanks. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Let's talk to Ken in Waukesha. Hi, Ken. You're on WTMJ. Hello, Jeff. Hi, Ken.
5: Um, Hi. Um, Say, I just wanted to say, first of all, I do believe you are a Republican. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Um, (laughs) I I think most of the left believes that, too. Yeah.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I have voted Republican largely for the last 40 years. But what's happened recently just gives me a sick feeling in my stomach. Now, I will tell you, um, I didn't vote for Trump uh in 2016 or in 2020 uh it wasn't easy to vote for hillary clinton but i found trump to be dishonest disgusting and dangerous and what has happened um in many instances over the last four years and particularly recently has only confirmed those uh, my opinion and what Convinced me to begin with with Trump, where his statements about John McCain, yeah, that he was
1: <laughs> right. War heroes, don't, heroes hero. don't get captured. Yeah,
5: <laughs> right. I mean, here's a guy. He volunteered for the military service. He volunteered for combat. He was shot down during a combat mission. He was captured, tortured, because his father was high in the military. They offered to let him go early, and he said no, unless everybody else with me goes. Um, he is a, the definition of a hero, yeah. and you have a guy who fought to get a deferment because of heel spurs because his feet would hurt because yeah. he marched. Yeah. Okay. To get off, and I mean the things dishonest telling the Georgia Secretary of State just just find me twelve thousand votes.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Until, I mean, if yeah. you want evidence. Now, Ken, thanks for calling. I mean, look, I, I, I don't want to turn this into a forum on President Trump other than the fact that he's clearly incited what's going on. I, all right, here's another text. And I, I just sometimes, I, I, I admit, I think we've gone through the looking glass. And that's one of the things I love about our text line because we get feedback. and You don't have to wait to get on the air. I love to talk to people. And, and we get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of texts during the course of the show. But here's a text. Jeff, the caller before your last one. That last caller was exactly right. You don't know. Who has stormed the building? This could be a major show done by, Nemo- by Democrats trying to pose as Trump insurgents. Oh, oh. All are, right. Really, are, are there people out there that really, OK, think you, you have the, this this huge MAGA rally and you have the president that, you know, gets people incited. And then you have people that storm the, the, the Capitol and are on the Senate floor and are occupying the Capitol. And and are there really people out there thinking that this is all some put up job by the Democrats, to which my question is, to what end? I mean, I mean, what what what, what in the world would that accomplish uh, by by trying to, you know, do this. I mean, you know, I just look, hopefully what is going to happen is cooler heads will prevail. These pictures are not good for the U.S. standing in the world. And and hopefully by the time 12 o'clock noon rolls around tomorrow and I come back on the air and yes, I'm going to be here. Hopefully people will have peacefully dispersed. Folks will go on to their homes and things will be back to normal. Now, I, I do know one of the lessons in Madison is if you if you don't get people out of the building, what happens is it tends to get worse because then more and more people come into the building. So hopefully starting with the president and and other other people in authority will encourage people to voluntarily leave the Capitol, go to wherever they want to go. If they want to continue protests, that's fine. The Senate can come back in session. The House can come back in session. We can get this done, and we continue can continue with the peaceful transition of power. That's not too much to ask, is it? All right. Obviously, we're going to be staying with the story. When we come back, we'll find out what John and Melissa have on their minds for Wisconsin's Afternoon News. I think I have a pretty good idea.